My guest today is a compassionate storyteller and coffee fanatic. Her voice in true crime has garnered her hundreds of thousands of adoring subscribers, and she, alongside her co-host, recently celebrated an amazing milestone of 100,000 subscribers on their Crime Weekly podcast YouTube channel. The podcaster studio is very excited to welcome Stephanie Harlow. Hello, Stephanie. Welcome. Good to see you again. Good to talk to you again. How have you been? I've been good. I'm excited to see you next month, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Crime Con. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It feels like it feels like it hasn't been a year, but here we are. It has been a year. Time flies. so busy. Time flies. Yeah. Time flies. Time flies when you're having fun. Time flies when you're just inundated with trying to put content out and the world's crazy and everything's just on fire. And, and, you know, so that time flies when that happens, too. Yeah. We're going to party, though, right? Oh, it's going to be a super fun time. Uh, I've been hearing from people that. The NFL draft is across the street, basically. Yeah. So um, yeah. that's going to be an interesting mix of people and personalities. And Vegas is just Vegas all the time. But, you know, I think from based on uh, my experience at CrimeCon last year, you know, I think people have a perception of who comes to CrimeCon. And those people party, man. You know, like we're all here to tell stories and, and, and be honest and raw and everything. But when it's time to, like, unwind, they unwind. So no, I, think I would that- say true crime people get down more than anyone because it's like so much darkness when you let loose it's like it's pagan almost yeah 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 it's like it's like people ran off into the woods there was singing weird songs and stuff yeah yeah no so it's swimming in the fountains of versailles yeah so i think it's i think i think it's it's gonna be an interesting combination of like fratty dudes and uh wiccans Mm. So it's yeah, it's it's, 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 it's gonna be it's gonna actually be fratty dudes and Wiccans love each other. It's a fact. Okay, yeah, no, okay, so that's science. Yeah. So yeah, Vegas. Yeah. That's a, this is this is a match made in heaven, and I'm I'm very excited. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm very excited for CrimeCon. It's gonna be a good time. Um, I like to start stories where they always begin, and so I would like to ask you, Stephanie, where were you born? I like to start stories at the beginning too. It's the best place to start. It's the best place to start. I hate jumping around, jumping around. I can't keep track. Yeah, no, we're not doing non-linear storytelling here. Where was I born? I was born in uh, Rochester, New York. It's upstate, upstate Mm -hmm. New York. I'm closer to Canada than I am to New York City. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) that's interesting, interesting. (laughs) And um, what would you say that growing up in Rochester, how did it have a hand in um, shaping who you are today? I don't aside know. From the, really. Aside from the accent, <laughs> do I have an accent? <laughs> it's 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 an accent. Uh, it's it's not like a it's not an accent, but it's a it's it's an accent of some kind. It's not like New York. Yeah, hey, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say if, if I heard your accent, I would go, "Oh yeah, she's from like Brooklyn." But I would say <laughs> she's from somewhere that they speak about. They they have like very specific things that they say. So aside yeah, I mean, from that. <laughs> kind of felt like it kind of to me still I mean I'm not really in the Rochester area anymore I'm about 30 minutes away but um to me Rochester was kind of like Brooklyn in a way like there's a lot of different people there like I'm Italian so there's a lot of Italians there there's a lot of uh people of Hispanic descent you know we kind of all just went to school together and it was cool my my high school was like crazy man people were kicking the shit out of each other all the time it was like a gauntlet like the hunger games going to school every day because you didn't know were you gonna get your ass beat 
Were you going to beat someone's ass? You didn't know. But but if one or the other was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, you know, Rowdy Rochester. Famously, that's what they call it. You know, I know that. They do. I, yeah. yeah, they so, yeah. <laughs> I know the, I know the lore of Rochester very well. Yeah. Rowdy Rochester. <laughs> that classic. You know about right. Yeah. Oh, yeah You've that, heard that, about that, the Rowdy Rochesterians. Yeah. That, that classic <laughs> old moniker of Rowdy Rochester. Uh, <laughs> so um, what would young Stephanie say? if somebody asked her what she wanted to be when she grew up, other than like a, I guess an MMA fighter or whatever was, that was happening. <laughs> Let's go younger though than high school. Like what would young Stephanie say to that question? Young Stephanie would have wanted to write books or be on Broadway. Wow. Yeah. Is how far is Rochester from the city? Like was, was Broadway like a, a theme in your life? Aside from like, yeah. obviously you can watch it on TV or something, but like going to Broadway. So like my mom and my dad got divorced mm -hmm. when I was about seven. Right. So that was interesting. She's Irish. He's Italian. And so obviously these are two people who just love to scream and fight. Sure, sure. <laughs> <Okay>? so <laughs> sure. They screamed, they fight. He left. And so after he left, he opened a restaurant. He became, you know, very successful in his own right. So he was busy on top of now being in the home. So what we shared was musicals and he would take me to to a different musical every month. I'm very grateful for it because it opened my eyes to a whole different culture, a whole different lifestyle that I don't think a normal eight, nine year old would normally have seen. But my dad was not really like a kid person, you know. So when we were together, we didn't do kid stuff. Yeah. <laughs> We went to restaurant stuff that he adults like to calamari. do. <laughs> yeah. He's like, eat this calamari. And, and now we're going to go see Miss Saigon. And I'm like, OK, you know, if you want to be with that, it's what you do. And I ended up being so grateful for those experiences. I mean, I was drinking wine at eight, nine. He'd like put a little seven up in there. Yeah. That's how the culture was. Yeah. So I was exposed to musical theater at a very young age and I loved it everything about it and then in high school and things obviously it was in the productions and everything like but, what you know oh, so we did i don't know if you ever heard of lil abner but <laughs> i missed that one i missed that one. i missed yeah that one. <laughs> not super popular <laughs> we did west side story um yes. we did this 100 years of broadway where we did songs from like all from the beginning till the end of of broadway as it was um Greece. Oh, yeah. amazing. Oh, yeah. It's a classic one. Yeah. And then, yeah, obviously, when I got old enough to go to New York City on my own, I've seen Hamilton like four times on Broadway. I was about to see Hamilton for the fifth time when COVID hit. And I'll never mm. forgive them. I'll never forgive them for that. Uh, that I'll never is, forgive you, COVID. Yeah, COVID, you took away that that fifth, that quintuple Hamilton. Uh, I think you get an award if you, if you do that. So that really sucks. You didn't get to punch that last card on there. Um, I mean, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah it's going to get done. <laughs> now, we re we recently uh, had a, a, a discovery. Uh, I saw that you posted on, on Instagram that you were watching a Moulin Rouge. So, and it's it's my, one of my top three favorite movies. Um, now, I'm not, uh, I wouldn't say I'm a musical guy. Like, I, yeah. I, I haven't seen um, Les Mis a ton of times or anything like that. But I saw that movie at such a specific point in my life uh, right. that I was like, this is a this is beautiful and i think that it's it's just boz lerman's style where it's like it's like new songs i've seen a you know i've seen musicals that have original music in it and that's those are cool but it's something about that movie that just it's just a great perfect movie i don't really feel the need to defend it to anybody if you can't watch it and not you like it have to yeah, you, you should not have to elton john songs in it it's it's great uh ewan mcgregor's fantastic in it right. he like wakes the whole paris Dude, when up he when he sings that, like my gift is my song. And it echoes and, and like, all the lights come on. Oh, 
Like, yeah, it, it gives. Man? Yeah, same. It, it, yeah, it gets me every time. And when and when he's like, I've paid my whore. He's all upset and stuff. <laughs> Yo, and it's, it's all like heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and he's the like, Roxanne number. Oh my on. god. Come on, man. It's it's. I could talk about that uh, that movie all day long, and it's it's great. And it just made me it made me smile to see that like you're like, you. Yeah, I like that movie too. So that was that was fun. And um. So so yeah. So that's about as deep as my um broadway musical journey goes i did some tech stuff in middle school but i and i didn't do any i wasn't bold enough to be any place other than um my role in i'm sure you've heard of it uh bailey and the bees it was my elementary school play and i played i played the professor and um i stand by it was it was a world-class performance i stand by it and, and i and i believe that you know so so, yeah, I you think know, you'd be great on stage. Give it another shot. Some kids, yeah, I'll, uh, go to the uh, you know the, the learning annex and and do some like uh, <laughs> adult theater. theater. Yeah, <laughs> yeah do some adult theater stuff. You know. <laughs> so uh, Stephanie, you're kind of a, a YouTube master. Okay, I feel like you probably have it down to a science at this point. But what was your first introduction to YouTube? Like, do you remember the first YouTube video that you saw? And are there any old, cringy, horizontally filmed high school lip syncing videos of Stephanie Harlow early on and, you know, floating around on YouTube at this point? Or have you like scrubbed okay. those? <laughs> I'm not a YouTube master by any means. OK, like, I'm winging it okay. most of the time. Sometimes I forget to put tags in 90 percent of the time I forget to put tags in. And you, that's very important stuff that you need to do. Like okay. Basic shit that you should do every time. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm not really good. Like, I don't look at the analytics and like, oh, this is the best time to post. OK, this is when the most people I don't got time for that shit. That's like business stuff. You know, yeah. I'm a creative. I like creating the content. I like putting my energy to that. And I figure yes. if it's good, like if you build it, they will come. You know, mm. I don't have to be like magical and do all these tricks. Yeah. To get people to watch me. That's it. And uh, I don't know how to do it anyways. <laughs> I like I like that. I like that. No, because that's that's a very good point. I, I have a tendency. I believe the same thing. I you know I always tell people like, hey, man, like if you want to do something, just do it. Don't worry about don't buying the mm -hmm. most expensive equipment. It's not necessary. Like just focus on being creative, putting out original content and having a good idea and focus on that part. And then people will find it. But at the same time, when you talk about getting a million views and uh, 100,000 this and that, I always think like you must have some kind of grasp on it. So the idea that you're like, no, nah, man, I just I just create it, rip it, dip it <laughs> and just put it out there. I love that because I always think like there's something else I could be doing to elevate, to tap into this algorithm, to hit this. But I just don't care enough. I don't care enough to look into it. I'm just like, I'm just going to keep doing my thing. Like I'm just going to keep making the art, putting it out there and just whatever happens, happens because I believe that no, even if you do figure out that algorithm, it, you, it's, there's no longevity in it if you're not putting out good content. Even if you do crack it, the yes. code and you're like, this video, I, I found a way to get 150,000 views every time. But if mm -hmm. YouTube or Apple Podcasts or Spotify just flips a switch or puts in a new code and messes up that for you, then that'll change if it's all algorithmic and you figured out some kind of cheat code, you know? The key is building like a core audience and that's, that's it because in, in authenticity, that's something that I think YouTube is, is really lacking. 
um, and has been like, it's not the early days of YouTube. And listen, like you said, or their lip print, like lip syncing videos. Like, first of all, I don't lip sync. Okay. I sing. My mistake. My mistake. I sing. <laughs> but there may be Facebook videos like that, but I wasn't even on YouTube. I mean, I'm 38 years old. I didn't really grow up with YouTube. I was pregnant at 17. I had a child. I was working two jobs, going to school. I was not sitting on YouTube, but I wish I had now that I had found it. Yeah. It actually was my, my daughter who's 20 now but at the time she was like 16 17 she was like look at this youtube thing and i'm looking at watching what she's watching like dan and phil and all this stupid shit and i'm like what is this like what are these why are they always yelling because these youtubers are freaking always yelling what's up guys youtubers yeah Yeah, like smash that like button it was so freaking obnoxious right but then She'd be watching some funny shit. And I'd be like, that's hilarious, you know? Yeah. And then I was like watching it. And then I had my my third child, Bella, who's five now. And I said, this is some bullshit. I've been working my ass off. I have not been able to be home with my kids as much as I want. I want to do something where I can stay home. Maybe I'll do a YouTube channel. So I just got on and started talking about makeup. Those are cringy. Those are cringy. But, but, <laughs> but, but still up. They're up, yeah. You got to leave the content up. I, I, I stand by... I, now I have taken our early podcast episodes and put them behind a paywall, but they still, <laughs> I didn't burn them. You know, I didn't, I didn't scorch no. earth them. I believe that, you know, they should still exist and, and, and stand as a testament to growth and, and all of that stuff. And they humble you. They oh, remind you do where they. you came from. Right? Every day I get an email like, uh, I just started listening to your podcast, but the first 25 are like, where do you find those? I'm like, I don't know. I have, I don't even know where, what do you, uh, yeah, we started on, we just named number one twenty five. It's just a weird thing that we did. We really hit our stride at like 220. That's that's where oh, you should start. So true. Yeah, so. so true. And I mean, even my early true crime videos, man, I'm like, <laughs> so, so bad. Like I have something like I had to write everything. I always wrote scripts because yeah. I'm a writer. So I want to, to have everything in there in a way that is lovely to listen to. So I would look down, memorize two sentences, look up, say the sentences, look down, memorize more, <laughs> look up, say them. And then I'm editing like fucking crazy right because i and then sometimes i would miss the edit and then you'd oh. see me in the video like looking down for like two minutes oh my god that is the would worst be like, uh you could have cut that out and i'm like yeah asshole did you think <laughs> i would have cut it out if i'd seen it you dick <laughs> that is the worst at this point it's been like 100 episodes since i've made a mistake like that but when i would i'd go oh my you're an idiot i would like it would yeah. t- i would be like in a meltdown for a day like you're so dumb you flagged it you you said to cut this out and then you just <laughs> didn't cut it out and you posted it you're so dumb <laughs> so obviously they're like cringy in the beginning but um i i kind of i have this weird thing where i have this like unflappable self-confidence that's good that's good to have <laughs> that is served it served me well so like when i started going on youtube every single person in my life everybody what are you doing like this is such a waste of time like what yeah. are you doing and i'm like no trust me i'm gonna i'm gonna be good and then i told my husband i said if i start making it on youtube what i make at work because i was working at verizon selling phones hated my life still to this day i think about it and I thank God, even during the stressful days, even the days where I feel like I'm gonna have a breakdown because I'm so overwhelmed. I'm like, at least I'm not there anymore. Yeah. Jesus, that was horrible. So I said, if I'm making what I'm making there on YouTube, can I quit completely? And he was like, okay. So then I did that and I was like, well, I'm not satisfied with this. Like I need to go bigger and better and yeah. I can do it. And then still everyone was like, you know, just like chill, 
Like, you know, don't go, don't do too much. And I'm like, all I do is too much. It's what I do, you know, like, and they're like, this is dark stuff. It's going to depress you. And I'm like, yeah, but that's human. That's humanity. Like, that's what it's supposed to be. And, you know, like that's, we're supposed to feel these things and we should feel these things. And these are people who, who lived and died. And if I'm talking about them for an hour and a half, then they're getting talked about for an hour and a half. They're getting remembered. So I want to do more. I want to do more. And I started doing longer series and history series and in-depth like cult series. And um, I loved it. And so I, I went up and up and now people are like, we always knew you'd do it. And I'm like, no, you didn't, man. That's all right. <laughs> that's all right. Because I always knew I would. <laughs> Look, if nobody believes in me, I believe in me. I really feel yeah. like that's the best way to go because self-doubt will stop anybody you know it's, it's like yeah so it's like you know people can people can say whatever they want but when you start letting it infiltrate your your personal thoughts when you start mm-hmm. questioning and doubting yourself like it's over it's a wrap then. yeah the second self-doubt creeps in it's a wrap it's over with so you gotta it's it's a hard this is a hard piece of advice but i i, I know that you you'll understand what i say it's like you know people always say you know you should be open to you know criticism and advice and it's like yeah yeah that, yeah sure but like I have final say always. And if, even if even if you think it's like humble advice, it's good advice, whatever, mm-hmm. I might not take it because mm-hmm. I, I'm going to follow my own. Yeah, I'm going to listen. I'm going to take it into, mm-hmm. into, you know, I'm going to take it inside and, and digest it. But if I go, oh, no, no, I'm going to do this, then that's what I'm going to do. And the minute you start going, well, this person said that probably won't work or this person said I should stop saying it like this or any of those kind of things. It's like anything that's telling me to not do something. No, it's, 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 or, it's, or do something differently. Yeah. Or, you know, um, it's like you're fighting a war, right? Your boots on the ground. Yeah. And then everyone who's sitting at home yes. comfortably is like, you know, I don't think you should fight the war like this. I think you should um, actually charge headfirst into battle and get stabbed by a bayonet. That sounds better. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that because I'm fighting the war and I'm here and I know the landscape and I know what my challenges are every day. And I know what my process is every day. And your advice isn't going to work for me because it's going to end up with me not being happy with the way this war is going. Yes. And and at the end of it, ultimately you have to be happy with what you're doing. And I take that for even case recommendations. People send me case recommendations all the time and I'll look into them. And it's not that they're not interesting or they're less interesting, but it has to relate to me. It has to stick to me yeah, in some way. For sure. For me, for me to want to dive deep enough to give all the context and all the details that that I want to do and, and that my content is known for. So like the case has to really like resonate with me on multiple levels. Absolutely. So if I didn't take your case recommendation, it's not because I hate you or I hate the victim. It's just for my creative process. It's not going to fit for me at this point. But who knows? In six months, I may be in a different place in life. And now this case resonates with me. You just have to let it flow naturally and then keep going. Yeah. You got to follow your own compass. And that's, mm-hmm. the other, that's the thing about, you know, those 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 couch advisors, man. Like no matter what you do, they're going to be on the couch at the end of it and have a criticism for you again. So even if you do listen to them at the point where they go, Stephanie, listen, don't listen, you know. I think you should do like 50-50. Keep working at the Verizon store. You know, the iPhone 12 is coming out. You know, I think those are going to be flying like hotcakes. So I think you should do that. And then do like, you know, one or two of those other things. You know, that person, when you when you do that and you're miserable and, you know, it's not working, they go, well, you know, then something else that here's another piece of advice. You clearly didn't do my advice right. You know, and then when you do your plan and it works and everybody's like, ah, I knew it. I yeah. always knew. And so it really is like, you know. Fuck them. 
<laughs> and not, yeah, fuck them. And not only that, but when you're dealing with a mass amount of people, like you follow one person's advice and then the other person's like, well, I don't like that you did that. And you made that change. You can't ever make everyone happy. And it's a little like, especially when they tell you to change your like, oh, I think you should um, do more pictures. Okay. Wait, well, what, how, if they're not out there, what would you like me to do? What picture drum. should I put up in my YouTube you should video? Drum. Should I draw that? Yeah. Should I draw them? You know, like um, get a sketch artist in yeah. here, really like have some serious like back and forth with the sketch. Like if it's not possible, it's not possible. And then some people are like, we love music. And then other people are like, we hate music in the background or make the music this or, you know, and it's like, it's too much. Yeah. You have too many voices in your head, too yeah. many cooks in the kitchen at exactly. that point. Exactly. And it's, it's not helpful. But, um, and then obviously I would say that, most of the the advice and feedback I get is very positive and is very productive, right? But then you have just the haters who are like, you're ugly and your face is disgusting. Your glasses are too big. Your nose is too small. You're too pale. You're too pale. Okay, let me just hold on. Let me call the, the golden pans down the street and get up in there for you. Get some skin cancer to make you happy. You know, you can't change things. They just want something to hate on. They want something to dislike. They want something to try to make you feel bad. What they don't know, what they don't realize. I never feel bad. It's it's not possible <laughs> because <laughs> I don't know. Um, I just don't. You know, I know who I am. I know what I'm about and I know what I'm doing. I know why I'm here. And I know why you're doing this. And I feel bad for a second for you. I'm like, that must suck because you must have a shitty life to try and do this to someone. Right. Yeah. And then I move on. and I don't think about you again. Yeah. So that's the best part. Like to go back to the original thing that you said, like when you're following your own vision and you don't fall prey to any of those things, because like you said, somebody goes, well, you should change the music. And then a hundred thousand people go, well, we like the music how it was. So, so yeah. you, when you start making those micro changes for the five percent of the negative you mess up your okay. vision like i picked yeah. this music i picked this case i picked my background i choose to not suntan and i choose to get huge i wear these giant clown size glasses that i wear that's such a crazy these are crazy so things. i can see these are crazy <laughs> things. i wear these giant uh, uh comedian sunglasses that i wear um i do all these are all choices that i make and this is my vision and it's gotten me here so why would i listen to one nasty comment and then change everything mm -mm. when it could it could mess it could mess up the rhythm that it I throws have. the balance off yeah man. no it's it's a no-go for sure now mm. i really admire your ability to tell me if i'm wrong but i at least admire your ability that you make it look like you're great at scheduling and compartmentalizing because i feel like we have this in common in that i am a content idea machine like i'm always mm -hmm. like I have a new idea and I want to make this and then I want to do that. And, and, and I have like uh, 25 ideas, but I, I can't do all of them. And you kind of seem to be spinning so many plates and you make it look good. Like, right. You have, you have a family, you have your own YouTube channel. And then uh, and not only was that, you got write scripts for that. Then you do coffee and crime time. Then you, uh, you got crime weekly. And then, Oh, look at that. It's Halloween. We're doing, we're, I mean, it's Halloween. October. We're doing Halloween. So it's like, you know, like, can you just speak on that? Like, like, are you coffee? Like, are you the, the manifestation of coffee? Like, how are you able to do all of these things and have a structure to it? Well, I'm a little, um, I'm, I'm a little broken. I think, I think okay. that helps. Okay. okay. <laughs> Fair. Um, I'm not completely mentally healthy. Sure. And I, I like that. 
because I am like this very like nervous, creative energy all the time where I'm allowing the most random things to come in. And like you, it's like, I hate it. I get so many ideas. I have so many freaking ideas. There's a notebook by my bed where I just wake up like two o'clock in the morning. I sit straight up like Dracula out of the coffin and I'm like (laughs) scribbling these things down. And then the next morning I'm like, you're brilliant. That's going to be great. And I mean, I've used some of these ideas and I've integrated some of these late night weird ideas. And I'm usually high most of the time too. That helps. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That helps. No one realizes the potential that when you, you know, have a little cannabis, how it allows you to not focus on the stupid small shit that's going on and allows you to see the world in such a greater, bigger picture and all the different connections. Like it's insane. These are all facts. And so, These so facts. great. Um, so coffee. Yeah. Coffee in the morning. Cannabis. Are you night. are you weed? <laughs> Let me change the question. Are you weed? <laughs> I am coffee and cannabis. Yes, I'm coffee and double the double C. Coffee the classic during double C. the day when I've got to get up research, write, record, edit, and then cannabis at night when I want to unwind. And, you know, and like you said, you know, from, for instance, Moulin Rouge, I take inspiration from everything. I'm not going and watching documentaries at night. I want to unwind. I'm watching like things I want to watch. But then from there, I'm like, oh my God, how cool, how cool would like a video about, you know, the French revolution be? I can make that interesting because it is interesting. You know, so things like that. That's where my dark history series came from that I was doing for a while, a couple of years back. And history told well, history told in relation to what people can understand today is the most interesting thing in the world. I love it. It's my first love history. So, you know, I don't I don't really have it all together. I appear to because nobody wants to know my problems, but I'm constantly like stressed out and I'm like, holy shit, how am I going to get everything I need to get done this month? Because the, the end of the month, like, do you believe March is almost over? What is this it's, it's shit, really man? It's really unbelievable. Like, when you, at the beginning, when you were like, next month, like, seeing you next month, I was like, no, it's it's January. <laughs> no, it's, 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 April's like three months from now. It's, That's what I'm it's saying. a week. It's, it's not like a week even from right. Now. It's not fair. Yeah, it's, I it, could use an extra day in the week and I could use an extra version of myself to just, man. you know, handle all of that. That extra stuff I don't have time for. The things that could um, get done. Yeah, but I love it. That's the thing. It's so fun for me. I just wish I had more time so I didn't have to be like down to the wire and have a time limit for each case. Like I wish I could just devote like so much time to each case and I could just freeze it and be like, I'm working on this case and it's going to take me normally a week, but I'm going to freeze it and we're just going to stretch this week into today. I don't know. It sounds like it actually makes me feel a lot better because what it sounds like is you're just squeezing as much as possible out of the orange and mm-hmm. there is no, uh, well, yeah, I have this perfectly color coded schedule and that's how I'm able. It's like, no, I, I want to spin like, I want to spin like 20 more plates. I just can't. I'm spinning yes. as many plates as I possibly can and they're wobbling 100%. and stuff, but I'm spinning and, and I'm in the same boat. I, in my mind, I go, I'm trying to do Patreon content and the extra new side projects and it's like uh, how am i doing all this stephanie must have the answers like no no i'm also just spinning you just spin as many plates as you can you know when yes. when, when you're a little broken and your brain's you know you you, you you can't sleep well at night sometimes you just and and you just let those ideas come to you and you just go for it just go for it try to spin the plate sometimes i've spun a plate and it falls i've started i've started little 
projects or series and i i realized oh, like yes. oh man i don't have the time <laughs> I, I this was oh, so yes. fun but i just it's impossible sorry and people were like when's this coming back i'm like it'll, it'll probably never probably never oh my god the same dude all the time <laughs> i'm always like especially my patrons i feel so bad for them because i'm like oh my god guys i have this great idea like i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do this and then i never do it because it's like there's just no time but i want to do it and it's a great idea but yeah I'm a little broken. If I was completely mentally healthy, I would say to myself, like, bitch, this isn't good. You need to go to sleep at night and sleep. You know, you need to sleep and you should stop working all day and not eating until 830 in the evening when you, you know, be like a whole bag of Lay's and some death. Like, that's not healthy for you. But instead, I'm like, this is working, man. Yes. I don't know. Like, I feel fine. Yeah. <laughs> The metaphor of spinning plates sounds so hectic and chaotic, but I love making content. I love editing Exciting. and I love I love interviewing people. And I think if, as long as I'm loving what I'm doing, then the stress and the the the, the late nights and all that stuff, it makes it worth mm -hmm. it. You know, like people say, take time for yourself, like downtime. What is downtime? Like, I don't know what to do when I'm like not doing anything. Like, what am I doing? I feel like. There's a million other productive things I could be doing right now, you know, and that's also why cannabis helps, because at <laughs> night I'm still feeling that way. And you just can't like at some yeah, point you, can't you have move. to rest. Yeah, you just can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it lets you like just say it makes I don't you give do a it. fuck yeah. about anything. It, it makes you do that. Yeah. But otherwise, like if I'm just like have a day off and I'm sitting at home, why wouldn't I be working? Yeah. Why wouldn't I be producing content? I yes. enjoy doing it. I feel like nervous energy when I'm not. Yeah. So like, I can't relax. I can't just relax. Like, what do you yeah. do when you have a day off? Do you feel like chill? Like just chill? No, I'm like, because my, my, my brain is never doing that. I might be off, but I'm like, man, what if I, you know, started this kind of thing? Or, you know, what if I went back and like, sometimes people like remaster old episodes. I'm thinking of that. I'm like, what if I went back yeah. and redid all of the old episodes or just tell us, tell the stories again but like with more information than we had three years ago and it sounded bad and the audio quality is better and that's spinning through my head and then I'll start to really map that idea out and then the next thing I know it's like 8.30 and I'm like okay well I spent yeah. the whole day thinking about stuff to do and I didn't, I didn't do anything really but I did like spend the whole day writing things and ideas and visualizing and so that's what most of my off days are just thinking about things to do when I'm ready to do them again. That's the best I'm going to get. Even on a vacation, it's like I'll get inspired from seeing something and Absolutely, I'm like writing right? things or down. Like or hearing something or like the culture you're around or something. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a gift and a curse, you know, because it's like I've, I've found so much creative fulfillment in doing this that I couldn't imagine who I would be if I just... What, whatever my version of the Verizon store was, if that was just all I was doing now and I didn't have a way to, you know, fulfill myself creative, I'd be like, what the fuck? I'd be miserable, you know? Uh, you know, so. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I it would be yeah. a miserable person. Yeah. So all the stress and antsiness and anxiety of, of creating is I would, I would not trade it for a quiet, uh, unfulfilled, uncreative day or life that sounds no. that sounds that sounds horrible to me some people don't mind that but if you have that in you you can't let it just you have to like tap into it you yeah. can't leave it there or it turns into i think you know resentment and like um the wrong kind of chaos you turn to like drinking drugs maybe you know things like that like this is this is something inside of you mm -hmm. that needs to be expressed in some way 
And I think anybody who's artistic in any way who likes to paint or sculpt or write or music, you know, things like that, like they understand that if it stays inside of you, it can become very problematic. So you've got to let it out. It always makes me sick whenever I see people critiquing. I listen, I have I've had negative uh, experiences watching movies and I go, oh, this could have been sure, done better. Sure. But when you just like trash a movie, when somebody went out and tried and you like <laughs> boo or you boo somebody trying. It's like, come on, man. Like, you can't rip somebody like that for trying. It, like, I don't know when it became lame to try, but like, if you're not making a million dollars from creating, then up until that point, you're lame. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a sea of people who go, why are you doing this? You suck. Your voice sucks. You shouldn't do this. Like, quit. You know, it's like, it's such, and they'll, they'll always be there, even when, even when you do hit a successful period. But like, mm-hmm. these people who, I think that you hit the nail on the head where it's like these this is what happens when you should be creating and you just don't believe in yourself or you listen to the doubters and they make you not do Mm -hmm. it. And then you become this like jealous, angry person. Whenever you see somebody doing something that you feel like you should be doing or could do better, if if I if I got up off this couch and made a podcast, it would be so much better than Stephanie Harlow's. I wouldn't have these giant glasses on and Mm -hmm. i and 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 i would be so tan and it would be it would be great and and so so her sucks but you're not doing anything you know like you're you're not doing anything and all you're doing is like disparaging somebody who's trying like that's like that's so gross it's all about being genuine and authentic and like i feel sad because everyone should either be their own biggest fan or have somebody exterior who is their biggest fan. Like you should be able to get motivation, whether it's intrinsic or extrinsic. Eventually one day it's going to have to be intrinsic, but you will, you know, eventually get there after having enough extrinsic motivation and everyone should have that. And we know because we cover horrendous things. We talk about horrendous uh, situations. There's people who don't have any support systems and I feel bad for them. Yes. Um, and I'm, I'm not hating them and I'm not like you suck. You know, I hope you drop off the face of the earth, but I'm not giving you a second of my time specifically because that's my boundary line. Do you remember the first video that you did where the numbers, uh, the number of views made you go like, whoa, baby. Yeah. We, we, we got, we got, we got something. Yeah. Madeline McCann. I did a series on Madeline McCann. And honestly, it was only like my third true crime video because for a while I was doing makeup and stuff. I mean, for a while. Yeah. I was doing makeup and skincare and um, I enjoyed I enjoyed sitting in front of the camera and talking. Yeah. So that was that was cool anyways. And then I said, you know, I don't want to do true crime. And then everybody was like, no, people who watch your videos are watching for makeup and beauty because I still had a little audience from that and they're not going to like that. And I'm like, yeah, but I will. Yeah, I will like it and I will be happier to do it. So I'm going to do that. So I think I had done two true crime videos and then I did the Madeline McCann um, series. That was my first series and it was only two parts. Now I have series that are like six, seven parts, yeah. but I did those two. And I mean, I remember I was still working at Verizon and I would like help a customer and then I'd go in the back room and I'm like reading and like highlighting and taking notes. And then they'd be like, Stephanie, and I'd come out and, you know, do that for weeks because I was still working and I got so much detail and I got such a good understanding. And then I put it out and it hit the algorithm. I don't know how, I don't know why, but it must have. Yeah. And I think cause it was getting shared. That helps too. That, that does help. I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> YouTube master. Yeah. I believe I heard somebody I heard say sharing, sharing something. Yeah, share. Other people see it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it was getting shared 
And then um, it, the numbers just started going up and I was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> and I'm not somebody that gets excited easily about yeah. things. <clears throat> I don't usually get excited at all because I'm always waiting for the other shoe to drop. You know, yep. people are like, you're doing so great. You're doing so great. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, something bad's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, know that feeling. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So you're kind of always like waiting, especially when things are really good because you're like, things have never been this good for me before. Like this doesn't even feel what universe is this a parallel universe? Did I like switch over through some time? Like, you know, fucking gap that because this isn't real. Yeah. And therefore it's not going to last. I feel that way every day. I feel like any day the rug could just be yanked out from underneath me and I could lose everything. And I, I think that as long as you feel that way, you'll, you'll be okay if it does, you know, if you kind of expect it. But, um, I couldn't believe it when, when the views were coming in and I was like, Oh my God, this is so cool. And then I got my first like YouTube play button 100. I mean, I remember when I got a thousand subscribers, like yeah. I was celebrating, right? I got like a cookie cake because <laughs> I love cookie cakes, man. They're so freaking good. <laughs> I got a cookie cake and it said like, congratulations, a thousand subscribers. Like my husband went and got it and like, yeah. celebrated that. And that was so cool. And, um, that is something I miss about the earlier days because every milestone, every little milestone was like, holy shit, like I'm doing it. Yeah. You know, and now it just feels like you're so busy to even stop and like celebrate the milestones. And I do miss that a little bit because you're always on to the next. You're always like pushing forward. For sure. Um, yeah. Like I, a shark. If you stop moving, you'll die. Yeah. I I have been like that through the entire process of the of podcasting through everything and i'm trying to do it now just stop and go that is cool like you know that write-up was nice or that was a cool that we were featured on this list or anything like that i would always just go like okay cool uh, next thing just next thing next thing next thing next thing and now i'm trying to sit in stuff more you know even at crime con last year like we had so much fun and making content and all this stuff and as much of a smile as i had on my face you know, and all that, you know, all the things that we were doing, I just was like, okay, cool, cool. Are we, are we doing it? Like, is it people liking it? Okay, cool. Next thing. How do we, how do we top this? What's the next thing we do? Um, did we, did we meet this person? Did, 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 did they like it? Like everything is like, instead of just being like, this is fun. This is nice. Everything was like, yes. how do I win? I want to win this and I want to do yeah. it the best. And not to, even if I feel like I won, I'm still going to move on to the next thing. It's just like, I don't know. And I'm working on that now. It's something I'm, I won't be like that in, in Vegas. I'm going to make sure I really stop and, and smell the roses and go, this is great. This is a great experience. And this is so fun. Instead of just being like, okay, how do we make the most of this? How do we make the most of this and then move on? So I'm working yeah, on that. I kind of well. got that. I got that from you. I kind of got that from you. Like you, you seemed super chill, super laid back, but like you had this sort of, I don't know how to explain it. This sort of like, mannerism about you kind of like a panther you know like you're ready to spring at any moment you were never you seemed laid back yeah but you were always like in like run 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 mode yeah like always ready to go that does that describes the entire from the moment we were like oh people are, are listening to this okay cool how do you make more people listen to it how do you you know like just how do you do it how do you maneuver this instead of just being like that's so cool that people listen to this when, when we first started i was like i would love for to not have to ask my mom to listen to it. And I never did, but I was like, I don't want to ask like a cousin to share this on Facebook. I was so I was like, Dude, any right. Oh my I was God. like, anybody that listens to this will be <laughs> it will be genuine because I'm not doing that. I'm not I, nobody even like I'm at a point now where like I kind of have to 
tell people in my life because like I'll share a picture of me holding an Emmy at a thing or like, a, you know, just share the podcast art or whatever. And people are like, what is this? And I go, oh, I've been doing a podcast for like four years. <laughs> so I'm at that point now where I go, I can't really like hide it anymore. But yeah. I, I knew for a fact, like, when we hit a thousand down downloads on an episode, I was like, that's a, that's like 980 people who I don't know because I didn't tell anybody that I knew to listen. So I felt good about that thousand. And that was the last time I really stopped and was like, this is really cool. It's a, it's a good time to stop and really enjoy where we are and just keep creating. I'm never going to stop creating, but like, like stop being like, how do we get to the next milestone? You know? Yeah. So yeah, that's where I'm at, and and I, and I feel good about it, and I'm gonna try to keep that 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 panther at bay, and just you know enjoy the ride more. You Let know? him out when you need him. You yeah. need him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, it'll, it'll, I'll find the times. I'll find the times. <clears throat> but like at CrimeCon, man, because I know I'm panther mode all week long, all month. And when I get to CrimeCon though, I'm like I'm laying down my hair. I'm gonna be drunk the whole time. <laughs> I think. Drunk or high and or, or, bo- or, both. or both. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be good because that's like party Stephanie. Party Stephanie goes hard. Yeah. Because party Stephanie is so stressed out and so like busy all the time. I don't feel like I'm enjoying life. Right. So when I have the opportunity, oh, I'm going to enjoy. You enjoy I'm going shit. hard. I'm Super going enjoy. ham. And you'll see there's this thing. <clears throat> it's like a psychological thing. Your life feels shorter when you're doing the same thing every day because your your mind's like, like for me, I'm sitting in front of my computer and my brain's like, ah, oh, we're good. We don't need to pay attention to this. This is what she does every day. And it just goes away, stops paying attention. So this seven, eight, nine hour block feels like it was two hours. Right. And then all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, how did this day like yeah. pass so fast? And I feel like I did nothing. Yeah. And like it just didn't feel like a full solid 24 hour day. That's because your brain's not paying attention. So you've got to introduce new things into your life and into your your eye line to keep your brain paying attention or like technically your life won't be shorter, but it'll sure feel shorter. And I'm yeah. not about that. Do you feel like uh, doing video content strips you of your anonymity? Everybody's identity is like a Google search away these days, but because of what you do, if somebody is a fan, like they know who you are, you know, I'd have to like go on a rant. Oh, you about, mean like visually? They yeah. Can see me. Like I'd have to, yeah. I'd have to like go on a rant about Arby's in public for, the possibility of somebody to be like, is that Alvin from, is that the podcaster? Like, but like you, your face is out there. And do you feel like that has that, does you, or is it, or is that like a non-issue for you at this point? Like, does it, is that not something you think about? Is that not something that has, has like come up in your life at all? It's not something I think about anymore. I did run into issues like back in the day, um, that, you know, I had some people like following me and like, they found out where I lived. I don't know how the hell, I mean, honestly, I give them credit because, I don't use my real name yeah. on YouTube. You would have to be like taking my like Instagram pictures and like putting them together in like a map, trying to figure out like where well, my sidewalk. I don't know how they did it, but yeah. they did. And they were fine. They weren't like mean or creepy or anything, but it was creepy because I have kids. Yeah. So I moved. I'm very insulated now and I don't really leave my house. I'm working so much. Like I was just thinking today. I'm like, yo, I've been needing this shit from Sephora. For my skin, like I use this this beautiful like essence on my skin and I love it. But I've been needing it for like two weeks. I've been out. Yeah. And that's unacceptable. But I just don't have time <laughs> to like drive to the store, which literally is six minutes away. It's not far. Um, but it's to to even like leave your house and pull yourself away from what you're doing. So I don't leave the house that often. And what I do, sometimes people are like, Oh, are you Stephanie Harlow? And I'm like, Yeah, hi. And then we talk. 
Yeah. Like it happened in Disney World when I was in Disney World. This nice, cute little girl like approached me. She's so sweet. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Like if they're if they're true like watchers yeah. and viewers, I want to meet you. I want to put my arms around you. I want to hug you. I'm Absolutely. Italian. I'm very like touchy feely and affectionate. You know, I love hugs and I love seeing people. And then sometimes I'll touch their hair and I'll be like, oh, you're so cute. <laughs> you know, and and I love it um, because I am who I am here as I am outside. So I'm not worried. That's and that's really like. Some people, you know, are like, oh, you shouldn't swear. Oh, you shouldn't vape. Oh, you shouldn't do this on like camera. I'm like, fuck you. That's who I am. Yeah. I swear a lot. I vape. Um, I drink a lot of wine and dirty martinis. And this is who I am. And that way you're never going to catch me unawares, are you? You're never going to see me out and be like, oh, my God, you vape. I feel betrayed. Yeah. No, you know who I am from start to finish. I am no different. I am me. And if you're down with that, come up and talk to me anytime. Approach me in public. We're cool. We're friends because you accept me. And that's something that's so valuable these days. For Authenticity sure. and acceptance are something that's missing from social media in general. I admire that way more than some person that just seems one way, but then you catch them out. You know, they, oh, I'm a, I don't eat animals. And then you catch them eating a slab of ribs in public and you're like, exactly. Oh, it's just so you're like a liar. That. Yeah. You've seen that happen before. And like, it's too much work because then you forget what is my fake identity? I forget. Does my fake identity do this? Does she say this? No, fuck that. man. Yeah. it's way too hard. It's way too much work and it's not worth it. And um, don't like no one should put me on a pedestal. I don't put myself on a pedestal. Like, yes, do I have an audience? But my audience is an audience of adult human beings. OK, I'm not like talking to kindergartners and being like, guys, don't vape, you know, no, my audience is adults. I would hope by now you are a fully formed entity on your own. And I'm not going to influence you one way or the other to be different just because I did. And if you're putting me on a pedestal and you're going to like use me to, to influence you to like a bad decision, all of a sudden you're drinking 12 dirty martinis a day. Like you, you got different things to worry about yeah. than, than your new dirty martini habit. Like you should work on your self-esteem and your self-worth and your self-image. Don't hold me to, to ideals and put me on a pedestal. I don't. Absolutely. I'm just a regular person. Yeah. That's, that's the core of it is like, I tell people all the time when I'm doing podcasts, I go, listen, man, I am an idiot. I dropped out of college I, and don't, please don't look at me to teach you something or hold me to some kind of standard that I can't live up to. But I know that even if as much as I say that it's going to happen, but mm -hmm. if you, it, but if I know that I'm being authentic and I'm a person who's open to learning and, and all of those mistakes, then when I do get the like, Hey, you uh, just so you know, you said this wrong. It's like, yeah, I, I know that I'm sure I did. Thank you for bringing that to my attention so I can fix it. But like, I, I don't I don't know anything. I'm always trying to learn. So mm -hmm. you can never tear me down by trying to gotcha me. You can never gotcha me because I'm oh. like, I'm telling you who I am. And yeah. I'm telling you not to hold me to some standard that I can't live up to. And if you choose to do that, then at, at this point, I've said it so many times, then that's a mistake you make. And, you know, and I, yeah. I'm fine with that. You know, exactly. That's that's like and, and you know, I, I do want to be, you know, a good influence on people. And I think where it counts I am yeah. like, I care about others. I don't even kill spiders, man. Like, but I do eat hamburgers. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, that I understand that somebody had to be killed or some, yeah. a cow had to be killed for me to eat that hamburger. But with my own hands, I'm not even killing a spider. Um, and I, I really want people to accept other people. Like I'm not super religious, but I think people who are 
are are great. And I think religion in general is is this beautiful, like sort of sacred, magical thing that we see evolve throughout history. Like it's interesting from a historical and societal aspect, but I'm not like, oh my God, you're religious. Like you're everything that's wrong with the world. I don't do that with anybody. I hate yeah. generalizations. I don't work with them. I don't deal in them. And I think that especially right now, like that's such an important thing to to show is like I deal with things on a person by person and a case by case basis. I'm not going to look at you and say um, you have purple hair or you're wearing a rosary or a cross. So now I know exactly everything I need to know about you. And too many people are doing that nowadays. And I make a joke all the time because, you know, you hear your audience a lot will be like, be who you are, be authentic. And then you are. And they're like, no, we didn't mean that way. We meant like, we want you to be and say what we want you to be and say, not like, actually, I'm sorry, we did. A, did we not clarify that? Yeah, you know, yeah. It's just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> we want you to be our version of authentic. That are the very specific yeah. authentic that we want. And if you're not doing that, then it's wrong. The authentic that represents my morals and yeah. values, not your own. What are you, yeah. stupid? <laughs> so it's funny. It's just, uh, you know, and that's kind of, that's just it's fun too. Like all of that, like so many people are different. Like I don't take anything too seriously because it's just like, it's all part of it, you know, like the haters and the trolls and the amazingly loyal subscribers and the people who I still see in my comment section since the days when I was doing like skincare and makeup stuff. Like it's just so cool. It's a part of the journey. And without any one of those little facets, it wouldn't be exactly the same and it wouldn't be as like fleshed out and so like i welcome it all i've always been the person that likes to live in the light and the dark because you don't appreciate one without the other you don't really um and i mean i have some loyal people that watch me some supportive amazing sweet people and i i wouldn't be as thankful for them if there weren't the people over here who were like we hate your face and your voice and we wish you would die <laughs> you know <laughs> and because when you see that, I mean, I just I can't ever even imagine disliking somebody enough to say that ever, like not even somebody I know in real life who's actually done me wrong. So when you see that, you're like, wow, there's good people and there's not so good people. So, like, I really love those good people. And I think I've done a pretty good job of, like, narrowing it down because I'm not somebody who's apologetic, um, which you know, that's just, that's just me. I can't help. I can't change if you don't, I wanted to, but if I do something that you think is wrong, but I don't think it's wrong, I'm not apologizing for it. I'm never, not once ever going to apologize for it. I'm not going to kiss the ring. I'm not going to get on my knees, not for you, not for fucking anybody. So you can go fuck right off with that shit. Don't even bring it to my doorstep. And at this point, I think people know, like, they're not going to get the reaction out of me that they really want. They're not going to get either me like melting down or getting super angry and screaming at them or, um, you know, holding me back from going forward. Yeah. They want some sort of negative reaction where it affects me negatively. They're not going to get it. So they kind of, I think, have moved on for the most part. And then new ones will come in and I'll set them straight and then they move on. So if you go in my comment section, it's it's typically very very positive. Yeah. Um, now after I say this, the people will be like, "We'll show you, bitch." Yeah. <laughs> so for the next six months, I'll have to do some more house cleaning. But I got no problem blocking people. Yeah. I'd rather have six hundred thousand, seven hundred thousand bomb ass positive people than two million fair weather fans who are gonna, you know, the second I say something they don't like, not only attack me, but now they're gonna go on Reddit and guru gossip and make YouTube videos about me, like. 
nah, it's for the birds. I'm yeah. not about it. The thing about an apology is an apology is just capitulation. Like if you're not sorry, I think that to be sorry and to apologize are two very different things. Like I am very much the same in that regard as you, as you just described, where it's like, if I don't think I did something wrong, then I can't, I can't, I can't, I literally can't say sorry because I'm not no. sorry because I, I don't Mm-mm. feel like I did anything wrong. So I'm not sorry. And to be apologetic is just like, I just want to kind of fix this and give you your victory so that we can move on. And it's like, I can just move on and we don't need to talk anymore or continue this any further. It's like, you feel how you feel and I feel how I feel. And I think that that's kind of gone today. Like, yeah. that's not a thing that can happen. Like you, somebody has to go, you know, I did some reflection and like, I apologize. You're hundred percent right. Yeah, I apologize and I'm just going to shut up. And, and you're not, you're, you don't think you're wrong, but you, I apologize for the interaction or how it was taken. And so I just won't say that anymore. That's kind of the world we live in. Where it's like, I, just, I apologize in the sense that I shouldn't have spoken that. And so I won't do it anymore. But to be sorry is like a real genuine thing and, and, and takes work and real discussion and argument and like self-reflection. And if I'm not, if I don't feel the need to do any of those things in, in a scenario where somebody's telling me that I wronged them, I'm like, oh, well then, then we just disagree. This, I don't need yeah. to apologize to you. We just don't see this, see this. We're not looking at this from the same angle. Like you have one side that you're looking at it from and I'm looking at it from another side. So there's nothing for me to reflect or like, like, like really dive deep into myself so that I can say I'm sorry. And if I'm not saying sorry, I'm not saying anything. And, and it's so performative now and they've cheapened the, the apology, you know, everyone, no one meets each other halfway. It's like, I'm mad at you. And until you come all the way over to my side and tell me that I'm a hundred percent right, I am not going to let up. And you think apologizing will make your life easier. And I suppose it does in the short term, but in the long term, it doesn't, you're going to find yourself apologizing and on your knees and kissing the ring and capitulating night and fucking day. And no, it's not me and it'll never be me. And and I think that people should understand if they're going to watch me, that's what they should expect. And and I'll never give them anything less than that. <laughs> like, so if you're not OK with it, then then you don't need to be here. But I'm not going to change to make you more comfortable in this world because I have to be comfortable in this world. Before we get out of here, I told you. Um, that I have a questionnaire that was made famous by Bernard Pivot and uh, used for years on Inside the Actor Studio by Mr. James Lipton. And so um, <laughs> if you are ready, uh, Stephanie Harlow, I have some questions for you. I'm ready. Okay. Um, Stephanie, what is your favorite word? What? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite word... Can we come back to it? Skip it. We'll come, we'll come back to it. We'll, okay, we'll, come back. we'll skip it. We're going to come back to it. And I think it's a curse word. Let's be honest. Um, I feel like uh, yeah. we're like crime con <laughs> again. <laughs> so, no, just just skip that one. <laughs> Adam, <laughs> what's, what is my favorite word? Uh, <laughs> Give me a different yeah, word. <laughs> okay. What is your least favorite word? <laughs> uh, moist. Okay. That's a, that's a classic one that just nobody likes. Um, what is a quality that you love in people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> quality that I love in people like a personality characteristic or a quality a quality like you know chivalrous brave kind funny I like a sense of humor sense of humor. funny funny yeah what is the quality that you hate in people 
I think we've gone over that quite a bit. <laughs> I don't like narrow-minded people. I don't like close-minded people. I don't like people who can only see like the world from their perspective and don't want to see it from any other perspective. Yeah, no. Agreed. They suck. They yeah, <laughs> Fuck them. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is a sound or noise that you love? A sound or noise that I love... I don't know music does yeah. that count yes. you know i love music yes. man yeah. like music is my life i remember that rapper mims music is my yeah. life <laughs> is that what that stood for wow yes. wow music is my Whoa. savior no it was exclusive. music is my savior <laughs> exclusive <Mims>. <laughs> <laughs> exclusive from stephanie harlow rapper <laughs> mims from 2004 this is mr this is why i'm hot his name was an acronym for one i did not know that Music, is, music my is my savior. Mims. Wow. And and is also is your are you Mims? <laughs> is music, I am, I'm a, music uh, is my life. So I'm yeah, Mims Mims. 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 What sound or noise do you hate? The fucking alarm, man. Fuck the alarm. That stupid iPhone alarm that I suppose I could change, but I don't because it's annoying. And that's all, the only thing that's going to get me up is that my annoyance and my desire to just smash it. Yeah, I, I tried to, I remember when I was in high school, I changed my wake up alarm to um, um, the Beatles, Here Comes the Sun. And I was mm. late to school every day for like exactly. two weeks. Just, you're not going to get You're not going to, no, there's no way to, they have all these alarms that like, it mimics the sun rising slowly mm. and all these things. Yeah, and it's okay. like, it's all bullshit, man. You need to be jarred out of bed with scary noises that sound like there's a nuclear weapon um, in, like bearing down on you. Yeah, none exactly. of the harps and none of that stuff is going to wake me up. I'm going to smack my phone. It's going to stop harping and I'm going to go back to sleep. I need to be like jolted out of bed. And like it sucks. I hate the noise. From a heart attack. Yeah, I two hate the noise. From cardiac arrest. I hate yeah. it. I hate it. It sucks, but it's the only thing that's going to get the job done. Mm -hmm. I the, the Beatles did not get it done for me, and, and it's They're a beautiful like, song. But it's like, do, 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 do. yeah, I'm like fuck, <laughs> fuck you, Paul McCartney. Go to and sleep. You're like, yeah, boy, sing to me. <laughs> yeah, sing me back into my dream. I was like, oh, and now in my dream, that's I'm like frolicking like. through a yeah. field, and I'm like, I love this song, but I'm in dreamland. It won't get me yeah. out of bed. <laughs> I also don't like incessant coughing. Like when people cough too much, and to me, it's like this is ridiculous. You, you don't need to be coughing this much, and if you're <laughs> coughing this much, like you need help. You know, like my husband does it all the time because we smoke weed. Yeah. But sometimes he smokes. And it like makes him cough, but then he coughs for like 15 fucking minutes, man. And it makes me like for a moment, I'm like, I don't want to even be near you. Like, I Why are you doing this to me? And I'll be like, like, you know, I'll, I want to be annoyed and I want to say something mean, but I'll be like, are you all right? Yeah. <laughs> you good over there? Like, Jesus. <laughs> to be in like. To be in like the COVID era and you have this stance of like, all right, we get it. Are you, can you, can you give it a rest over there? No, dude, but did you realize like in the COVID still, like to this day, I was at yoga. I had to cough for like the last 20 minutes and I was like, I can't cough in fucking public. Oh, yeah, you know, they're going to like put me into some kind of hazmat bubble. No, no, no. no. Who coughs in public? Yeah, I'm not no, doing it. For no. 20 minites, I held that cough in, man. <laughs> It really I, yeah. <laughs> I make jokes about like because uh me and my co-host fran were talking the other day where cause he went to like a, a buffet a buffet with his dad and i was like i was like i was like everybody's just been waiting for for the government to say you can go do stuff again because like society isn't affected how i thought it would be but that's wrong because that's very true to this day and i think forever now i might i'm gonna be like if i cough more than three times i'm gonna like hold it in for the rest of my coughs because i'm like i don't want people to like start looking at me weird i'm gonna get paranoid 
dude, don't cough on a plane. Don't cough on a plane. Okay. They will look at you with suspicion the rest of the ride. The those stewardesses <laughs> won't even come near you. Forget your drinks. It's not happening. Like it's it's messed up, especially right now because there's like seasonal allergies and yeah. my throat's itchy. Yeah. It's tickling. I have hay fever. I know, right? <laughs> Doesn't anybody care? <laughs> so, no, I'm not sick. I just have allergies. I don't have it. Can, just give me some Benadryl. I'll be fine. <laughs> It reminds me of Monsters Inc. Have you ever seen <laughs> yeah, Monsters Inc? Yeah. You know what he the like? Sock? He like touches the door and yeah. he like comes out, and then they like they shave him and put. Him yeah, that's the world that we live in. <laughs> that's where we live now. I was asleep on a plane back from Jamaica. I, I was asleep, and my mask fell beneath my nose, and Ooh. I got like backhand smacked on the arm by a guy that was pa- he was going like the plane was boarding, and he was going to his row, which wasn't my row. He like woke me up. And I was like, it must be the pilot. And I, it wasn't. It was just some guy. And he was like, he went like this. He told me to like, he did like a gesture. to. Dude, tell I would have knocked him out in his fucking face. I would have punched him right the fuck Stephanie, in his face. Stephanie, it happened so fast that I was Don't like, me, I was like, this must be the marshal. And then when I realized it was just some dude going to his seat, some dude. I was festering for the, I wanted to, I was like, I'll be crazy if I get up and go like, hey, hey listen, don't ever touch me in your life. Like if I would have made a scene, then I would have been the one that got in trouble. But like, he's wrong. <laughs> like, I know. You're, but nobody I know. would. I'd be in. It'd be a bunch of people with camera phones clapping while I get dragged off the plane. No, I'm right. He's he's mm-hmm. wrong. You don't ever touch me. Even though you know these motherfuckers be taking off their masks to sip on their Seven Up for a damn hour. All right. And no like, one's saying anything to them. I'm asleep and I'm facing the the window. I'm I'm asleep, man. I'm I'm not I'm not doing anything. Don't touch me. You know, but so I, yeah, I had to like, I like, I had to eat that. And as much as it, you know, I'm not like, you a, had a short, you had a short window of time to say something and that by the time you figured gone. out the moment had passed, he was gone. it's like when somebody says some stupid shit to you and you're like, Oh, I don't know how to respond. And then later you're like, Oh, I should have said that. You can't call them yeah. now and be like, <laughs> yeah, well, you are fucking stupid yeah. because it's over. It's done. Yeah. How about you tell that to your mom? That's me in the mirror. <laughs> like that night where I'm like, I'm like, how about you go touch your mom like that? I just really, I really, yeah, I really was like, I really was like, ooh, I have to let this go, but I don't want to let it go at all. But I have to just sit here for five hours and go, you don't fucking touch me. You don't fucking touch me. I just got off a vacation. Dude, I feel like we're the same person. Man. Yeah. Because <laughs> I would, I would do the whole time. I'd be like, I should have done this. And I'd be like, yeah. no, but then this would happen. Well, then I should have done this. No, then this would happen. <laughs> so that was me. That was and then me. at the yeah. end, you do nothing do because nothing. technically you're like ineffectual in general at this point yep. because what can you do? Nothing. That sucks. And so that was my flight for the whole time. I was like, fucking. I'm sure the person next to me was like, why does he keep doing hands? I was like, fucking. You touch me? You're gonna touch you're gonna touch me? How about I go? How about Talk I touch you? How about I fucking touch you? How about I come up to you and I'm like, pull your mask up? How about I'm like put pull. your headphones you know, in? <laughs> Listen to DMX. Yeah, like, you know what's gonna find you? Yeah. Some old man. <laughs> <laughs> so uh Stephanie, what is your go-to karaoke song? Oh. You want an Apple criminal. It's a good one. Uh what profession other than yours would you like to attempt? Oh, I'd like to be a historian or a history Ooh. professor or somebody that could just read and learn about history all day. Well, it's funny enough, like, I mean, like, you are that, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, there are people who go to you for a history lesson, you know? So you do have, yeah. you do carry that moniker, whether it's like technical or not. As I really think about that. Like, they're, like, they're, you know, at this point, barring like the grid shuts down and, you know, nothing can be accessed again there are archives and archives of you telling stories 
that'll be around forever or for as long as this version of society exists, you know, with electricity and the internet and all, as long as all that stuff exists, you are kind of like a record keeper for generations to come. So that is kind of your job in a way, you know? Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, it's, it's the truth, man. I mean, you, you've put in a lot of work and you've told a lot of stories in great detail and that lives that let that's going to live on. So it's not as deep as I want to go though. Like I, I, it's been my dream for years to make like, a whole history channel where I talk about like, you know, I mean, you, I don't know if you know, but like the, the monarchs of, you know, France and England and Spain and Germany and all this, they're so intertwined. Like they were all marrying each other. And then this woman was the mother of this King from this country. And it's just like this big soap opera that people don't even realize how like truly scandalous and like, interesting it is and i've always wanted to go like back and do like a whole like england series and start from like the beginning until like the end not the end because you know still god save the queen but (laughs) (laughs) and and france and all of that and like show like all the way up from the you know the beginning of when france france had their first king to the the french revolution and when the monarchy was overthrown like always wanted to do that but that takes so much time like you've really got to have an understanding of how everything connects for sure to do that and you got to really dive deep i mean i watched mary queen of scots and that's all it's very dramatic but that's just like that's that's like that's 25 years of of history like that's her life you know intertwining with uh the queen of england's queen elizabeth and and her you know her cousin mary yeah and And that's just a couple of decades that's just a couple of decades of drama i know yeah like that's just and just that can be told for Hours and hours, hours and hours, you know. So yeah, the idea that you're like, and then what about who came after that? You're like, oh, this is gonna take days. This is days. This because is- then Mary Queen of Scots' son James ended up being like, you know, in, in England, but also had he was basically the reason that Scotland went to war with England. And you know, like it, it later on when the complete Highlands of Scotland just come completely got wiped out, like all the Highlanders got wiped out. That was as a result of of her son James. So it's like. um yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, so I love it. Yeah, that, I, I love it, man. I want to go to like <laughs> the Louvre and like see the actual letters, yeah. you know, stuff like that, and like hold them and walk the places where they walked. Like, it's my dream. Yeah. It's my dream. Well, you'll make it happen. Yeah, uh, I hope so. <laughs> what is a profession you would never want to participate in? Hmm. A cell phone salesperson. <laughs> Man, I, I mean, don't know this this all. new iPhone 13. It, I you know <laughs> I I feel like this thing. I feel like this is a good time to get commissions on that. You know, like, <laughs> nah, dude, it was the seventh circle of hell. Like <laughs> awful. I mean, I've done a lot. I've sold cars. I managed a nightclub. I've served tables. I've bartended. I've <laughs> been in sales a lot. It's like I feel like that's where the devil goes. Sales. It's self, <laughs> but specifically selling cell phones. Oh, yeah, because there's always like you should sell this shitty cell phone because you'll make more money if you sell this shitty cell phone. And then you're literally like, I have to feed my you should get this HTC Rhyme. It's the best. It's got a three megapixel camera. (laughs) So, I mean, like I couldn't do it anymore. I was starting. I was feeling real greasy. Um, I also wouldn't want to be a defense attorney. I would like to be a prosecuting attorney, mm. but a defense attorney would, I think, it would once again selling your soul to the devil in yeah. some some ways. Yeah, for sure. It's it's because you know you got to defend your client no matter what. You know. Um, yeah, like Jose Baez. 
And finally, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Heaven does exist. We are there right okay. now. Oh, okay. This is heaven. Okay. Okay. okay? So, this is this is as good as it gets. Sure. All right. Yes. Whatever comes next is either nothing or bad. Okay. <laughs> so 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 and and you're that's, that's actually a perfect because I, I I couldn't get through this interview without bringing it up. So I would guess in in your heaven that exists today, for me, um, I would guess uh, uh, tomatoes would be pretty high up on that list, right? You know, tomatoes. Tomato, tomatoes. <laughs> tomatoes are that. Are, we're, I mean, we're going to be growing millions of tomatoes. That has stuck with me more than I thought it would when I when I heard your daughter say that on your Instagram. I was like, that is like the funniest, cutest thing I've ever heard She's a person say cute, man. ever in ever in existence. A tomato. So she yeah, kills me. She's <laughs> the cutest creature I've ever seen, and I don't even know if she knows or if she does know, and she's like manipulating me with her cuteness. But I don't give a fuck either way because it's just like this is so freaking cute just squeeze it and um so if, if if there's a heaven god would be like enter here is a comfy chair and lots of coffee and hot cocoa and a blazing fire and all the books that have ever been written in the world are at your disposal just let me know what you want you know have you ever seen the good place yes i'd be like cheaty i feel like i'd be like cheaty yeah <laughs> and 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 on that note um, Stephanie, thank you for hanging out with me and uh, chatting with me. This has been the most like off the cuff. I usually am a lot more uh, controlled in these interviews, but we've gone off the rails in the best way. This was so fun. And I would love for you to take an opportunity to plug whatever you got going on, anything you got coming up, crime cons coming up. I'm sure you got all kinds of plans. And uh, let's talk about talk about some of those plates you got spinning. CrimeCon's coming up next month. I've got CrimeCon in London the following month. Nice. Um, I know. I, I'm so excited because remember what I just said. I'm going to like just go crazy. I'm going to be like, CrimeCon, who is she? I'm going to be just <laughs> wandering the streets of London. <laughs> but uh, you can find me on YouTube, Stephanie Harlow. There's knee on the end of Stephanie and a Harlow. I also have a podcast called Crime Weekly that I co-host every week with retired police detective Derek Lavasser. He's also a winner of Big Brother season 16. If anybody is knows Big Brother, he was on Investigation Discovery and a little show called Breaking Homicide as well for a bit. But we put new episodes out on podcast platforms on Friday and then on YouTube the following Wednesday. Stephanie, once again, thank you. This was so fun. You got to come back sometime. We'll chop it up again. We'll talk musicals. We'll talk all the fun things. Maybe we'll just do like a singing episode, just an episode where it's just a, a musical podcast. How do we do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, we, we got a plate. We already got a. We already got a plate. We're about to start spinning already. Um, so uh, I can rap too. Like we'll pull out some Eminem, <laughs> yeah, we'll, some old Tupac. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll do. Yeah, we'll do some classic yeah. like sing rap combination stuff. It'll, you know, it'll, yeah, we, we'll get a into little it. Ja Rule Ashanti. Yeah. Action. Oh man. Okay. You, yeah. now, now you're talking my language. Now you're talking my language, <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie. Thank you so much um, for joining me inside the podcast studio. And to everyone else, good night. Good night. <laughs>